Stick this in your ear. The number one, the number one internet shock radio network. Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant behavior. Renegade, Renegade Talk Radio. Taking a record of the hearts and minds of the American people, it's the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Thermography or thermal imaging can detect abnormal internal body temperatures allowing it to highlight areas of inflammation and poor blood circulation. It is the most effective, non-invasive way of detecting deep vein thrombosis, otherwise known as blood clots. Biologist Felipe Reitz in Brazil has his own line of thermographic imaging equipment and began diagnosing his vaccinated patients who were injected with the COVID shots. What he found was extensive blood clotting throughout the entire vascular system in asymptomatic people who received the shot. This image was taken of a 23-year-old athlete. The dark lines are blood clots. This 23-year-old got the shot but has no symptoms. Felipe Reitz also conducted live blood analysis, and like we've been hearing from several other researchers, Reitz is reporting the presence of foreign structures taking shape in the blood of the vaccinated and has shown how the blood cells clump together as a result of getting the shot. Last week, Dr. Richard Fleming posted a video of what happens when the genetic vaccines are added directly to human blood. After adding the Janssen vaccine to a healthy blood sample, the blood can be seen under magnification as it begins to clump and cluster together in real time. In studies performed by Natural News, it was concluded that these so-called blood clots are almost entirely lacking key marker elements that would be present in human blood, yet show significantly higher concentrations of elements that are used in electronics and circuitry. Meanwhile, the CEO of Moderna, the company that price gouged their customers by 500% for the deadly shot, was given a 50% raise after cashing in $400 million of stock. The longer we go without justice, the more acceptable this becomes. Moderna is now investing in the future of their clot shots. This is a piece of string, a strand. Doesn't seem like much. Unless it's a strand of mRNA, the code of life inside every cell of your body, then it has the power to change everything. mRNA has already changed how we fight viruses. It has created medicines at unprecedented speed. mRNA could change how we stand up to multiple diseases. <laughs> From the widespread to the extremely rare. It could even individualize how we approach cancer. RNA could change life for the better. Everywhere. 
getting us there. Moderna, this changes everything. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, you can find and share that video at band.videoinfowars.com. Welcome to the American Journal. We're going to have a jam-packed show for you today. I I got to open up the phone lines because I, I want to hear from our audience about some of the latest developments, especially in terms of the uh, Proud Boys trial and so much more. Uh, we're going to have to squeeze it in because we're going to have two guests today, Anthony Aguero who's on the border and we're going to talk about the total collapse of the border as title 42 ends in t-minus seven days we'll also be joined by keith woods in the third hour so we'll open up the phone lines real early this morning to uh, get your calls we're talking about a bunch of ridiculous nonsense in the meantime stay with us folks it's american journal infowars.com band.video It's Friday, May 5th, Year of Our Lord, 2023. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time to blow this thing. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal, Infowars.com, band.video. It's going to be a bit of a, I don't know, maybe a bit of a schizophrenic show today. Half of me is like, the border collapsing, d- d- genocide, d- chaos, death, and the other half of me is like, let's laugh at Zelensky and just and just have fun mocking the new world order for the rest of the show. So we'll be we'll be flip flopping back and forth between utter existential horror and laughing in the face of death. <laughs> but we'll be joined in the third hour by on the second hour by Anthony Aguero who is a correspondent for Real America's Voice. He's on the ground in El Paso as that city braces for the onslaught. Not some natural event like a hurricane or a tornado over which humans have little, if any, control. Outside of, of course, the weather manipulation weapons. But no, this is not a natural disaster, not a natural event. This is a manufactured, human-created event on purpose as the border buckles under the weight of the invitations we've sent out. So we'll get into that uh, with him, and then we'll be joined in the third hour by Keith Woods, who has been making waves recently as he's been covering the Irish hate speech laws, and we'll get into that with him as well as a number of other topics on which he is an expert. Lots of videos to show you, more than I could possibly get to because we are also going to be opening up the phone lines nice and early for you this morning. But before we do that, let's begin today as we do every day with our Daily Dispatch. All right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Friday. Hey, it's the Cinco of May. It's Cinco de Mayo, everyone. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Whatever that celebrates. Four Proud Boys convicted of sedition in key January 6 case. Yes, it's a, it's a key case. It's an unprecedented case. It is a precedent-setting case, and I think that's an important thing to consider when thinking about all of these convictions, whether it's Stuart Rhodes or Enrique Tario and uh, Ethan Nordin, a.k.a. Rufio, is that I think a lot of this, if not all of it, has to do with eventually attempting to prosecute Donald Trump and others, even maybe people like us 
because after all, this case had some real landmark uniqueness to it. Four members of the Proud Boys, including their former leader, Enrique Tarrio, were convicted on Thursday of seditious conspiracy for plotting to keep Donald J. Trump in power after his election defeat by leading a violent mob and attacking the Capitol on January 6th. This ruling comes despite the fact that, according to the court themselves, there was no conspiracy from the New York Times. The rulings also permitted jurors to convict on conspiracy even if they found there was no plan to disrupt the certification of the election. So conspiracy is to get together and have a secret plan to carry out a criminal activity. In this case, the judge said you can convict – you can charge them and convict them with having a plan even if there is no plan. Okay, that doesn't seem to make any sense. They used – chat logs and text messages to build their case, but they also admit, quote, none set forth an explicit plan to storm the building or forcibly disrupt the election certification taking place inside. So again, according to the New York Times, the court itself knew that there was no conspiracy, no plan, no explicit orders to attack the Capitol building, and yet this is exactly what they were charged and convicted of. They also used testimony from people who, according to the New York Times, didn't even really know the defendants, didn't have a lot of contact with the defendants. So four people now face 20 to 50 years in prison, decade upon decade, locked in a concrete box. Patriots, veterans, Joe Biggs served his country, risked his own life, and then participated in a protest that got a little bit out of control. But he wasn't charged for rioting. He wasn't charged for assaulting a police officer. He wasn't even accused of that sort of thing. No, they've been charged with seditious conspiracy. In other words, to conspire together to overthrow the United States government based on the testimony of people who didn't even know them during an event where for Enrique Tarrio, he wasn't even in the same city that the event took place. So – If you can charge somebody for seditious conspiracy when the court admits that there was no conspiracy, there was no sedition based on testimony of other people saying what they assumed you thought, like literally that's what it says in the the article. That's what the testimony was. They're like, well, I never talked to the guys and – you know, the messages that they sent out never explicitly told us anything, but I got the general feeling that they wanted us to overthrow the government and apparently that's enough now. To send you away for the rest of your life, to rip your family apart and consign your daughter to parentlessness until she's in her 30s. So why couldn't they charge Trump with this? Why couldn't they charge anybody else involved in that protest with this level of crime? Just an absolute inexplicably severe punishment, which only really makes sense when you remove yourself from the – milieu of the current times and look at this in an unbiased way and see that it's very clearly nothing but a show trial as the regime systematically eliminates its most popular dissenters. Yeah, we'll take your calls on that topic later in the show. Meanwhile, in The Hague, Zelensky renews call to prosecute Russian war crimes As international support for the independent uh, tribunal appears to be growing, the Ukrainian leader called for true justice for crimes in the war. 
President Volodymyr Zelensky of Ukraine on Thursday redoubled his call for an independent tribunal to investigate and prosecute Russian war crimes, using a speech in The Hague to demand accountability and invoking the trials of Nazis in Nuremberg after World War II. Saying, quote, impunity is the key that opens the door to aggression, Mr. Zelensky said in his 15-minute remarks, which he delivered in English. If you look at any war, any war of aggression in history, they all have one thing in common. The perpetrators of the war didn't believe they would have to stand to answer for what they did, which is one of those statements that sounds deep unless you think about it for a single second. In which case, it's like, yeah, people fight wars not expecting to lose. Like, what is he even talking about? It's all total nonsense, but... We'll talk about this a little bit more later, but he actually during this speech insinuates or, or makes the makes the implication that this is the last war ever. Once they win the Ukraine war, that's it for wars. War will be over at that point. And what he means is that you know once the new world order supernatural super supranational structure defeats its biggest enemies like Russia then they will be the sole power on earth. They will have total global hegemony. And from then on, there will be no wars between states. It will simply, war will still exist, but it will be war of the world versus anybody who doesn't go along with the elites in their plan. You'll have, it won't be state versus state. It'll be the global industrial military system versus anybody who disobeys them. So we'll get rid of wars and we'll have endless war. Again, we'll get into that a little bit later. Here's an ironic headline. Dozens of people infected with COVID-19 at CDC's annual conference of disease detectives. <laughs> Nearly three dozen people were likely affected with COVID-19 at a conference held by uh, U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention in Atlanta, Georgia, from April 24th to 27th, according to a CDC representative. Hey, maybe it was because they're all vaccinated. Maybe it's because the CDC is probably one of the most vaccinated organizations in the country and when you get a bunch of vaccinated people together they spread the disease for which they've been vaccinated yeah cdc the center for disease and control holds an event where they all get sick could you find any more ironic and yet sort of perfect symbol of their failure meanwhile new footage shows el paso engulfed in mass migration dumpster fire as state of emergency is declared again we'll get into that with our guest and you can find that article at Infowars.com. We have some of that video. We'll show it to you a little bit later. Finally, we have this story. Scientists discover massive metal structure under the surface of the moon. I don't know exactly what it is. They say it's probably not an alien space base or anything like that. Uh, but it could be a, a, a prison for a demon, so watch out. We'll be right back, folks. Hydrofluorosilicic acid is the third most deadly acid on earth and they've got our children drinking that this is a psychotic death cult period case closed out to get you and your family we sell the alexa pure breeze made by the my patriot supply ready hour group it's been around about 15 years became the biggest company in the last six they went out hired engineers reverse engineered the fancy best water filter system out there that sells for twice the price and they made it as good in all the studies, it reduces things to non-detectable levels, thousands of chemicals. But you can go pay two or three times. There's four or five other filters out there that are just as good. We sell the very best, highest-grade water filtration system for half the price of the leading competitor. And the media says we're bad and a cult 
We're telling you you should filter your water. You should also filter your shower water. That's another way you absorb this crap. But but I'm done talking about that. The point is you can get the filters at InfoWarsStore.com. They're discounted right now. Finally back in stock. Iodine is naturally acquired through the soil, which is at the foundation of our entire food supply. Modern farming techniques have stripped the soil of this essential trace element, which has caused an iodine deficiency in about half the population. And there are two things we need to do about it. We need to practice more regenerative farming. There are plenty of proven technologies in permaculture and biodynamics that will naturally keep the soil rich with iodine. And we need to ensure that we get the sufficient amount of iodine every day. Derived from ancient sea salts found thousands of feet below the Earth's surface, our InfoWars Life Survival Shield X3 is hands down the best. Pure nascent iodine, stabilized in an activated triiodine form for a healthy thyroid and a healthy metabolism. Get yours now at InfoWarsStore.com. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. American Journal, Infowars.com, band.video. Of course, that's the that's the home base. That's the headquarters. Infowars.com, band.video, newswars.com. It's another great alternative to Infowars.com. Same stories, different format, a little bit less data transfer if you're on your phone because it's just a more simple pared down uh, version. But of course, you can also go to my Substack to get all of the stories that we cover every day, HarrisonHillSmith.Substack.com. And we are continuing with our advance into the social media sphere once again with our TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube uploads that are designed tailor-made to avoid the censorship and algorithmic shutdowns that we've been faced with uh, so often before we'll see how long that lasts but we do appreciate you sending those links around sharing them with your friends and family as we desperately attempt to rescue humanity from the vice-like death grip that we're currently being held in by unelected billionaire elites and their anti-human depopulation agenda. It's been on the books for decades, but only now seems to be reaching its final stages. Some very interesting videos come out yesterday. I want to go to a couple videos from, from Timcast. I think we'll start with that. Because the, the, the theme today will be uh, well, I, how would you put it? Just liberal nonsense. <laughs> okay, the theme every day is liberal nonsense. But we have several videos today just showing that, you know, some of the things that liberals hold as their core beliefs, core values, I mean, things they dedicate their lives to, they don't understand or or maybe they do understand that these things are just absolute scams that what they're saying is just totally untrue. And we have lots of videos of them being confronted with the untruthfulness of their statements and beliefs and having no answer for it. See, there's a reason why 
if you don't censor a website, it becomes right wing. There's a reason why hate speech laws and censorship programs universally target the right wing. It's because the right wing tends to hold the more natural, logical, and obvious beliefs, whereas the leftist beliefs cannot exist without an atmosphere and a landscape of absolute total top-down control. I mean any of their beliefs, you take them to some uncontacted tribe in the woods, they would laugh you out of the area. They literally did that with Matt Walsh when he goes to Africa and talks to some more traditional tribes and is trying to ask them about transgenderism and they're just just laughing at him. You know, a man's a man and a woman is a woman, you idiot. So, I mean, all of these beliefs, they're so contradictory to themselves. They're so contrary to every – just your natural observation, just what goes on in the world. Like it's it's all so fabricated, false, and easily uh, you know, exposed as such that it requires total and complete monolithic control of the information streams. It's like a dam. If you have one little hole – the whole thing will collapse, right? If you have one dissident who is willing to stand up and say two plus two equals four, and then your whole scheme you know, collapses, you have to have 100% submission to your nonsense for the nonsense to maintain, much like any other cult that you might encounter. So it's, it's something to behold when one of these liberals who believes these things goes to a place where these, challenge, these beliefs are challenged. Because they're not surrounded by you know, sycophants or, or people who agree with them, then the slightest argument just destroys their entire belief structure. It, it really is fun to watch. Let's go now to clip number two. Here is some guy on TimCast. I think this guy's name is Lance. I, I don't know. This was blown up on Twitter yesterday, so a lot of people apparently knew who this guy was. Let's just let's just watch him try to defend his positions on abortion. Clip number two. You believe that the moment after the child is outside of the birth canal, sure. that they are now endowed with human rights. Yes. However, when they are inside of the mother, literally anything you do to them is acceptable because they're inside of the mother. Oh, no, I don't think anything is acceptable, but I think the mother should still have the choice ultimate uh, authority over what happens to her body. But well, there's wait, a wait, child wait, inside wait, of her body. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Not what about is? meth? Uh, like, should she be allowed to do meth? Yeah. Uh, I think if someone is doing meth while they're pregnant, that it is completely acceptable for something like, uh, I don't know what the name of the service is in the United States. Child or, services? I guess child ECFS services. would be, oh, yeah. oh, it's her body, though. Yeah, it's her body. If she wants to do meth, what's the big deal? Uh, the big deal is that it's, she's intentionally trying to kill a child. Hold on there a minute. Yeah, I see where we're going. I don't, I don't understand what you're saying. It's her body. It's her if body. If she wants to do meth, what's the problem? Well, first off, doing meth is illegal, period. doesn't matter if you're doing it. And the pivot. And there comes the pivot, right? Oh, well, you've just totally blown me out of the water and embarrassed me in real time with that very simple exposure to sunlight. My entire belief system withers and dies on the vine. So let's talk about how meth is illegal, actually. Actually, let's pivot to, like, well, actually, the law says meth is illegal. Like, what are you talking about? I mean, it reminds me sort of of, um, of the time, I think it was in 2016, it was like one of the biggest clips of 2016, when Ben Shapiro is talking to some MSNBC lady, and she's making the argument that because more black people are in prison, 
therefore the justice system is racist. And he says, well, more men are in prison. Does the justice system hate men? And she's like, uh, does it ever occur to you that maybe men commit more crimes? And then you like see in her eyes like, oh, crap. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I just oh, I just undermined my enti- the entire argument that I've been making for the last 30 minutes. I'm so dumb. I'm just I'm so dumb. I can't believe it. Same sort of feeling with this guy, right? It's like, well, why should women not be able to do meth while they're pregnant? Well, because they're trying to intentionally kill a baby. Oh, whoops. <laughs> oh, whoopsies. Oh, whoops. I just undermined the entire thing that I'm arguing for. Better pivot quick before I have to deal with this cognitive dissonance. Just incredible stuff. Again, I don't think I have to elaborate on, on what you just saw, right? It's just the most simple question eviscerates their entire belief system just melts it down to its component parts and tosses them in the trash. Pretty brilliant to see. Why you would even try to argue this stuff without being able to deal with these very simple questions, sort of beyond me. But this is what happens when you live in an echo chamber and you don't allow anybody to disagree with you. You don't know what the disagreements are, so you don't know how to deal with them. So it makes you look like an idiot whose beliefs are nothing. Total nonsense. I've got a nice little rhyme for you that sums this whole thing up. Oh, a poem. Okay. Yeah. Righties are right. Lefties are wrong. That's not a woman if she has a schlong. <laughs> what's, the, what's the transphobic version of a Nobel Prize? That's what, that's what we need for poetry. Did you make that up? Could you snap for me? Yeah, I just made it up. <laughs> yes. What do you think poetry do? reading here what do you on think American I do back here while you're doing the news, Harrison? <laughs> All right. We're going uh, to show you another clip from Tim Pask here on the other side because, of course, it's not just abortion. It's quite literally all of their beliefs that, co- uh, beliefs that collapse under just the, the slightest pushback. So we'll get into transgenderism and climate change, and we'll watch as the leftists melt down when exposed to just, just an inch of pushback. Stay with us. Just weeks ago, I warned the world that the globalists were going to move against Tucker Carlson and take him off the air. People said, no way, he's the most popular would ever happen. They've got quadrillions in stolen money. They only had Tucker Carlson on the air because they believe they could control him. But as soon as they figured out they couldn't, he was taken off the air. It's the same thing with InfoWars. But InfoWars is not owned by Fox or controlled by George Soros or owned by Spotify like Joe Rogan. We are only beholden to our viewers and our listeners. And when you support us, we're unstoppable. I'm not underwritten by Rupert Murdoch or by George Soros. I'm underwritten by you, which is we the people. So I want to thank you for your support and encourage viewers and listeners to understand. Please don't take InfoWars for granted. We're barely hanging on. We need your word of mouth, your prayer, and your financial support, while getting great products at the same time at InfoWarsTore.com. So don't procrastinate. Go to InfoWarsTore.com, get amazing products that keep us on the air, and never submit to these tyrants. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You know, there's always a point, if you've ever been lucky enough to hold down a liberal long enough to get them to actually try to justify their beliefs, it's a rare thing. Typically, the, the leftists 
strategy is just platitudes. It's just whatever, like, feel-good nonsense that makes them think these policies are somehow beneficial to anybody, right? You can just think of Kamala Harris or somebody else just like, um, gun's bad, okay? But there's if you've ever been lucky enough to actually try to get a leftist to contend with reality and, and argue back and forth about something, there's almost always a point where they recognize, like if they're intelligent, they recognize that their belief system is completely inconsistent and internally incompatible with itself, like unjustifiable. And it's, it's a weird time when that happens. I've experienced it, like literally I've experienced it a lot of times. Like some of my old friends arguing about gun control at a certain point. It's just like, look, you don't, you know, there's, you're never going to be able to get rid of all the guns. So gun control just means guns only in the hands of the government. So you just want just the government to have guns. You want just the people in power, the people that you claim to hate and want to defund and all this. So you want just them to have guns and nobody else. I'm, and, you know, I'm saying this, and he's like, well, yeah, I mean, no, I don't want that. It's like, yeah, okay, so maybe, maybe change your belief system. Maybe now that I've exposed the glaring hole in your entire logic, like you can change your mind. They don't, though. They don't. I can think of another time in 2016, being on a road trip with a guy. We were talking politics. He's extreme, extreme lefty. And I'm trying to get him to understand the border. Because I was always, like, as a liber- – I thought the libertarian position – was like open border, and that made it made sense to me, right? It was like these arbitrary lines on the map. People should be free to go wherever they want. And it wasn't until I started actually listening to the arguments Donald Trump was making and actually looking into it, I was like, oh, my God, this situation is not good, and this border needs to be protected. It needs to be defended. See, I was introduced to contradictory but valid information, so I changed my beliefs to correspond with reality. So by 2016, I was – fully on board border needs to be shut it's not good for us it's not good for them it certainly doesn't benefit the average american and the sort of lower income lower power you are in america the more it negatively impacts you i mean that all makes perfect sense to me anyway i was arguing with this guy and i I just i couldn't get through to him you know he was doing the the leftist uh slime maneuver where you you try to get your hand on they slip right through your fingers and at a certain point, I was just like, but, you know, if you don't have borders, then you don't have a country. I remember so clearly him going, yeah, that's the one point I can't argue against. Like, that's true. And it's like, okay, finally, finally we have something. Does that mean that he then was like, oh, no, nah, you're right. Like, you know, we got to have a border if we want to have a country. Like, there's a, It's an interesting – it's always the interesting part of the conversation where you put something forward that totally obliterates what they're arguing for. And they just, they just move on. They just don't even, they just don't care. It's, it's weird. It's very weird. I don't know how they justify it to themselves, but it happens over and over and over and over again. That's what we just saw on Timcast with whoever this lefty is. I think he's a YouTuber or like a Twitter personality. I saw people referring to him as Lance. He's a leftist who, you know, you can tell is extremely confident in his beliefs even as they are systematically dissected in front of him. Let's go now to clip number 16. Here's Tim Cast. B. 
beating him down about the transgender genocide topic. Let's watch. This is the actual statistics on people increasing. You can see the red one. Mm. That, that is Gen Z. That is the amount of people who in Gen Z, it's skyrocketing. It looks so, like they're so identifying more than ever because so, their generation feels more comfortable talking so, about this kind of stuff. So you don't more, think yeah. that there's like a, a trans genocide or anything like that? I don't think that there's a trans indoctrination that is coming through media. Genocide, is, I said. I, yes, and I'm saying that I don't think there's a trans indoctrination coming through media that is programming kids to become trans. I think that's ridiculous. So, and, if you, and if you want to change topics to talk about trans genocide, we can move on to that. But, but that, it, you, you it, asked me specifically, why, right. is there a, why is there a spike? Yeah. That is why. Okay, so my follow-up is, you think trans people feel safer than ever? No. Right now, there's over 400 different bills being pushed in the United States that is directly targeting trans people. So they don't feel safe? They, of course they don't. So then why are they coming out if they don't feel safe? They have more access, because that generation, Generation Z, has a lot more acceptance towards trans people than older people who pass laws, draconian people who pass laws. The boomers are the ones running the show right now. They're still the ones in government. They're still the ones passing laws. There's very few Generation Z in government or parliament. You want, you want to know what I think? I think there is a transgenocide. Okay. And I think it's you. Okay. Because you're sterilizing a lot of these people. How so? I mean, you're they're literally sterilizing them. The, the surgery to remove the gonads, hysterectomies, and puberty and cross-sex hormones and puberty blockers have a high rate of sterilization. I mean, first of all, uh, removal of the gonads in the uterus is... Lost the audio there. Uh, yeah, but he, he goes on to, I mean, do you really need to explain to you? <laughs> well, because you're sterilizing children. How so? Uh, removing their reproductive parts. What are you talking about? And I, I love that clip especially because it begins with, I guess, this guy's trying to – trying. so the argument is before we enter that He's arguing against the idea that there's some sort of concerted push that is using propaganda and uh, social influence to make kids trans. And the way he's illustrating this is by holding up a chart that shows a dramatic and unnatural spike in the number of children who identify as trans, which just on its face is absurd, right? It's like one guy's like, well, you know, there's a concerted effort to make kids trans now. Like, they're turning kids trans. And it's like, actually, let me show you a chart that shows how there's been a massive spike in transgender kids in the recent years. So I think that disproves your whole point. It's like, first of all, that actually proves the point you were trying to disprove. But that's besides the point, right? It's like, no, that's, well, it's the spike because it's more accepting. But also, the society isn't accepting. And so that's why trans people are killing themselves. I mean, just ever their beliefs just collapse. They fall apart. They crumble under the weight of the slightest pushback. And you see it time and time again. Let's go to another clip now. Let's go to clip number 10. Here's Senator John Kennedy talking to a uh, climate change grifter. And again, just the whole belief system collapses under the slightest, slightest pressure. Let's watch. Spend $50 trillion to become carbon neutral in the United States of America by 2050. You're the Deputy Secretary of Energy. Give me your estimate of how much that is going to reduce world temperatures. So, so first of all, it's a net cost. Um, it's what uh, benefits we're having from getting our act together and reducing all of those climate benefits. We're seeing. Let me ask again. Maybe I'm being. Right now. Maybe I'm not being clear. If we spent fifty trillion dollars to become carbon neutral by two thousand and fifty in the United States of America, how? How much is that going to reduce world temperatures? This is a global problem. So we need to reduce our emissions and we need to do everything we can. How much, if we do our part, is it going to reduce world temperatures? So we're 13% of global emissions. You don't know, do you? 
You don't know, do you? You can do the math. We need to. You don't know, do you, Mr. Secretary? So we're 13 percent. If you know, why won't you tell me? If we went to zero, that would be 13 percent. You don't know, do you? You just want us to spend 50 trillion dollars and you don't have the slightest idea whether it's going to reduce world temperatures. Now, I'm all for carbon neutrality, but you're the deputy secretary of the Department of Energy, and you're advocating we spend trillions of dollars to seek carbon neutrality, and you can't, and this isn't your money or my money, it's taxpayer money, and you can't tell me how much it's going to lower world temperatures? Or you won't tell me? You know, but you won't? In my heart of hearts, there is no way the world gets its act together on climate change unless the U.S. leads. Tell me how much it's the going US to reduce. You, you can't tell me. Yeah, they want to spend all of your money. They want you to reorganize your entire society. They want you to eliminate aspects of human culture that have existed for tens of thousands of years. And when you ask them if it's going to have a positive effect, they're like, well, I mean, I mean, maybe... What if I give you some some uh, empty statements? Ladies and gentlemen, the truth, the solution is laying right there in front of you, hidden in plain view. Please listen to me in the next 60 seconds. If you go to Wikipedia, it has links to the UN Zone website where they admit the number one cause of cognitive disability in the world is iodine deficiency. The number one preventable cause of intellectual disability is lack of real pure iodine in the body as they bomb us with the bad halogens, bromine, bromide, chlorine, and so much more. Upwards of 2 billion people in a Lancet Medical Journal study in 2007 worldwide have cognitive disabilities because they don't have high quality iodine. Most iodine is bound to other elements, you don't absorb it. We have X3, all three types of the good iodine together that supercharges your body. X3 is now back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. It's being sold out for over six months for 25% off. X3, back in stock. Take action now. InfoWarsStore.com. I'm a humble person, and I want to say that I'm just a man. But I'm not just a man. Just like you. No matter what color you are, whether you're a man or a woman, you were made by the creator of the universe who had a plan for you, who has a destiny for you. That's why the system hates you and fears you. That's why they hate me. It's because the spirit I carry is one of justice and truth and courage and honor and will and love. My friends, the enemy's coming after me, not because I'm a loser, but because I'm a winner. They're coming after you, not because you're a bad person, because you're a good person, because you love God and God loves you. And so I signed up for this. I signed up for this fight. And I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer. But I can't fight this fight without you. That's why I want you always to remember that I appreciate you and I thank you because InfoWars is your fight. InfoWars is your baby. It's the thing you built. We did this together. So God bless you all. Let's keep fighting. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. stuff on there that can really make a massive positive difference in your life x3 is back in stock now that's the nascent iodine it's 25 percent off that's just one of the many products on massive discount at infowarsstore.com and one of the many products that will 
again, really make a difference, like a noticeable difference in your life if you start using them regularly as directed, especially in coordination with filtering your water and getting more exercise and not eating processed foods. I mean, it's, it's, it's not something that you have to have faith in. It's not something that you have to go, well, I don't notice, but I have to assume it. No, you'll notice. You will notice. No faith necessary. We go to InfoWarsStore.com to support us, to keep us going, and can't speak for everybody here, but I feel like we're, I don't know. There's an, there's an energy at InfoWars that's like the rain clouds are starting to clear, you know? We, we've been under this bankruptcy for so long, sort of, it's, I mean, it really has restricted what we've been able to do. And even though that's continuing and we're still fighting our way out of it and that's not over by any stretch. It's almost just like we're sick of not advancing. <laughs> we're sick of not just shaking off the shackles and firing on all cylinders again. So I don't know. It's maybe the best way to put it is like that uh, those couple of seconds when you get to the top of the roller coaster before you go down and feel the wind in your face. It's that right before the plunge. That's how it feels right now. And I'm excited to start doing all the stuff that we used to be able to do. Again, it's not that we, you know, it's not like we're some leftist organization that has infinite money. And when we run out of money, there's some bank to give us hundreds of millions of dollars. And they're like, "Eh, don't worry about paying it back. It's an investment, but we understand. Spend it, have fun with it. You got like, we're, and then we still fail, and then like we're still like, ah, gee, nobody's listening to us. Like it's it's not that way. We have tons of listeners. Our audience is the best in the world, the most engaged, the most supportive. It is truly humbling. But we've got these artificial constraints put on us that we've been having to deal with. And boy, oh boy, are we ready to hit the ground running, especially ahead of 2024. I'm going to open up the phone lines for your calls because I'll be taking your calls the first part of the next hour before we welcome Anthony Aguero. The number to dial is 1-877-789-2539, 1-877-789-2539. And I would love to hear your comments on the Proud Boys trial. Since we weren't able to take phone calls yesterday, I would like to hear what your thoughts are about the Proud Boys trial and what you think we can do about it. I think the obvious reaction to this should be more protest it should be more organizing more activity a lot of people feeling now see on twitter and elsewhere well you know it's we don't have a first amendment anymore guess we can't protest anymore no i still have the first amendment i can still say i hate this government i can still say i wish for this government to be abolished i can still say that the government that is in operation right now is run by an international clique of pedophile financiers whose puppet is Biden, who himself is the head of a criminal mafia family that has used their position in American government for the last several decades to enrich themselves at the expense of our society and leading eventually towards our ultimate death as a race, the American race, being destroyed. See, I'd be a a crime in other countries. I'd be a crime if we didn't have the First Amendment or if we had some – if we didn't have a history of free speech. But we do, and we still have these rights, even if they can rig court cases, even if they can 
fabricate charges to get you. I think the only response to that is a middle finger and a forcible reassertion of these God-given rights by us. That seems to me the only solution. Even if you don't want to. I remember having a conversation years ago, like in high school or something, where the, the controversy was that some town in Texas was having a draw Muhammad contest. And Muslims were claiming they were going to bomb it. They were going to attack it. They were going to do some sort of violence. Maybe they did. I, maybe there was an attack. I don't, I don't remember. It was so long ago. But I remember my one friend having the response of just like, oh, why don't they just leave them alone? Like, why do they, you know, so rude to draw somebody's profits? Like, first of all, what are you, Muslim? It might have been after this shooting. I don't know. But it's like, I sort of, I, you know, I get it. All right, you don't want to do something like overtly rude. But the instant that the other side says, do this and I'll kill you, uh, well, now I have to do it. Now, I, I, didn't even want to, I didn't even want to draw Muhammad. I didn't want to draw Muhammad, but now you're telling me that you're going to bomb me if I do? I guess I have to now. I guess that's, you know, can't let you get away with bullying. Can't let you get away with thinking your threats work against me, an American with free speech, who is above your ridiculous little laws that you're making up for yourself and trying to impose on me. Uh, to me, that's the only way to respond. It's the only American way to respond. Somebody tells you you can't do something, you do it anyway. You do it even if you didn't want to, just to show them that you're an American and you still have rights. And those rights aren't given to you by anybody, but come from your own ability to impose them or embody them or whatever you want to say. I want to, we'll go to your calls in a second because I, I see some uh, calls already coming in of names I don't recognize that I'm excited to get to. But I did want to talk about just a kind of a funny thing that I, I don't know if this is like the most important thing to cover, but I do think it, it illustrates something that we see continuously. And that is the psychology of the people who run the world. In this case, Ukraine's Zelensky, uh, Ukraine's Zelensky Vol- Volodymyr Zelensky. He's in the Netherlands. And people for the first time were seeing Zelensky with glasses on. He has glasses on now. People are making a big deal out of this. Apparently he talked about his worsening eyesight previously in a documentary, February 25th, 2023. Now we have a video of this. Let's go now to video number 20. Zelensky's vision began to deteriorate. Due to poor lighting after the strikes of Russian armed forces on energy infrastructure. So here's, here's the video of uh, Zelensky in glasses. Oh, sad music. There he is. Oh, he sacrificed his very eyesight. He's given his eyes in defense of the Ukrainian nation. And the music lets you know how you're supposed to feel about it. What am I even talking about? How many, how many ways is this BS? How many layers of nonsense are on this bullcrap layer cake? <laughs> I, I, again, I don't, even, I don't even know how to get to this, but it's like, first of all, that's not how eyesight works. <laughs> that's not how eyesight works. You don't, 
you don't dim the lights for a couple months and then suddenly you can't read papers anymore. It's not how it works. So I guess this documentary or something, it's like, oh, you're wearing glasses now. You've never worn that. Have you always worn glasses or do you wear contacts? Like what's, and he's like, oh, my eyes, I've given my eyes for my people. When the, when the Russians bomb, bombs fall and it makes the lights dim, I still struggle on. We still work through the night. The dust from the Russian bombs has gotten in my eyes. It's like, okay, first of all, it's not how eyesight works. Just so we're clear, it's not how blindness works. That, that, it's not how it works. Second of all, it's not how lights work, okay? Lights are either on or they're off. Like if you're blaming Russians bombing infrastructures, are they here? Are the Russians here? Oh my God, I was going to mock him, but now that the lights are dimming, I mean, this is clearly we're being bombed. This is what happens when you get bombed. The lights get, uh, get dimmer and dimmer until you, until you go blind completely. It's such a sad thing. Uh, this is me, Volodymyr Zelensky. Where are my glasses? Where are my light up glasses? Hold on, we can keep, we can keep them off. But let me, you know, as long as we're going to do it. Shoot, I forgot. Oh, yeah, there we go. What do y'all think? Is this a good look for the show? Should we, we do this for the show? Calf tape on your nose again. Oh, my nose is, is all bright. Yeah, it looks like it's summertime and uh, you're about ready to get a tan. <laughs> look, all I want to say to Volodymyr Zelensky is you're not a casualty of war. Your eyesight is not a casualty of war. Plus, like, how dark is it? In the, in the TV studios. I mean, you spend most of your time in TV studios and photo shoots. Is the light really that dim there? It's not how eyesight works. It's not how light works. I'm going to continue mocking him on the other side, and then we'll go out to your phone calls. Iodine is naturally acquired through the soil, which is at the foundation of our entire food supply. Modern farming techniques have stripped the soil of this essential trace element, which has caused an iodine deficiency in about half the population. And there are two things we need to do about it. We need to practice more regenerative farming. There are plenty of proven technologies in permaculture and biodynamics that will naturally keep the soil rich with iodine. And we need to ensure that we get the sufficient amount of iodine every day. Derived from ancient sea salts found thousands of feet below the Earth's surface, our InfoWars Life Survival Shield X3 is hands down the best. Pure nascent iodine, stabilized in an activated triiodine form. For a healthy thyroid and a healthy metabolism, get yours now at InfoWarsStore.com. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. Second hour has begun on American Journal, Infowars.com, band.video. The, the point I'm making about Zelensky is, I mean, I just have to laugh because it, it's just so, it's such a typical, like, weird, liberal, like, victimization response. Any normal person, if you're like, God, you know what you're wearing? Did you just get glasses? Do you wear contact? Like what? Any normal person would be like, ah, well, reading glasses, you know, you get older. What are you going to do? You know, just, it happens. Yeah, you know, my, my eyesight's been going. I resisted for a while, but ah, when, I, when I couldn't read the 
texting my phone, you know, I, I had to get, I had to get glasses, right? It's, like, it's not that big of a deal. It happens to everybody. You get to a certain age, your eyesight starts to fail. So you wear reading glasses. It's not that big of a deal, but not Zelensky, not Zelensky. <laughs> yeah, Zelensky, oh, you're, you're, you got reading glasses. He's just like, for a year, we've worked by the light of oils all through the night. Oil lamps flickering as the dust from the Russian bombs invades my eyes, and yet we still fought on. And it's just like, dude, what are you doing? What are you talking about? Like, you're not a, you're, you are not injured by the Russians, and your eyesight is failing because you're just such a hero and such a hard worker. Just stop. What are you doing? Why do you have to make everything this melodramatic self-aggrandizement? Like, who is this winning over? Who And you know it is. You know he's doing it because the dumb people out there are just like, he's given everything. He's given everything to remain in power. And it's just ridiculous. And also, while we're on it, uh, cocaine destroys your eyesight. And with that, we go out to your phone calls. I'm going to go to Dennis in Florida first. We're going to go to people who want to talk about the uh, the, um, Proud Boys first. Dennis in Florida, thanks for calling in. What's your opinion on the imprisonment of the January 6th Patriots? Harrison, thanks very much for having me on. This is Dennis Torrey. I've called before. I'm shocked and saddened by what's happened to our our heroes from January 6th. The uh, Proud Boys are true Americans, and we've got to do everything that we can to keep their spirits up, because eventually they're going to be released. This charade's going to end, and there's only one way out of this. And that's going to be that we come together with rational plans in the name of Christ. And this has to be done globally. And the only way we can do this now is by having me on the show where I can speak to the world and unify us. And this is my call to, to call, not call to arms, but call to peace. And so I'm asking all of you to talk to Alex, have me come on the show, and believe me, we're going to unify this world. That's the only way to break the lab rat Truman Show planet cage that we're in. Mm. I'm a bit nervous about talking about this. This is a very uh, emotional thing, but it is the only way out of this. We've got to come together with rational plans, and it has to be in the name of Christ. There's no way around this. Christ is God. So we have to put our foot down, come together, and as a world, we'll break the lab rat cage. 100%. And, and of course, you know, this is, this is, of course, I mean, the information war is, is just the only way to put it, because what we need now at this point is I mean one way to reverse this is to get a president in office who promises to pardon all of the people uh, uh, jailed under January 6th. But even that isn't enough. If this happens, if you get Trump in office and he pardons them, that needs to be done in a way that fully elucidates and explains what's happened over the last several years. We need a full-fledged breakdown that everybody can understand, everybody in America can understand, and some of them just don't care, right? A lot of the lefties, the AOC types, they know exactly what they're doing, and this is the weird thing that's happened recently is for a while it was like us being like, these people are trying to destroy the United States, and everybody would be like, you're a conspiracy theorist. No one's trying to destroy the United States. We've moved past that to these people are trying to destroy the United States, and the far left people are like, yeah, we are. Yeah, that's right, we are, and we're going to do it too. So like, uh, you know, a lot of the, the extremists, they know exactly what they're doing. They, if you tell them, like, this is political persecution, they're like, uh, yeah, sweetie, because we're in charge now, and things have changed, right? So we're not going to sway them. They know exactly what they're doing. A lot of people just read the headline, 
Proud Boys, seditious conspiracy. Ah, oh, geez, there was a seditious conspiracy going. Well, good thing they got them. Then they move on with their day. It's to those people we need to explain how the entire judicial system has been weaponized against patriots. tuned in to the american journal with your host harrison smith watch it live right now at band.video the american system has been destroyed but it's not beyond rebuilding we have a lot of work ahead of us to do before we can do any of that work we have to lay the groundwork of information we have to lay the foundation of information an appeal to that, at this point, what is an ember, barely still flickering deep under the ashes of American mor- uh, mor- morality. To appeal and, and reignite the love of freedom of speech, freedom of expression, freedom of association. That undergirds our entire society and made us once the most powerful society in the entire world and it's uh it's love of these things that we've lost and we've lost them because people just don't i just don't i think they're just too comfortable i think they just don't understand how america could fall to tyrannical forces they just don't think it's possible boomers especially live their whole lives in a safe and functioning society it's really hard for them to understand just how bad it can get and just how quickly it can get that bad. So it is an information war, and we'll do everything we can to be the shock troops that get this conflict well and truly going. Support us in this effort by going to InfoWarsStore.com, TurboForce Plus, uh, Survival Shield X3. There's the krill oil. That's absolutely incredible. I've told the story before my mom. My whole life my mom's always taken fish oil. She switched over to the InfoWars fish oil and never looked back until we sold out. And she thought, well, I guess I'll try krill oil then. And now she's on krill oil. And uh, so it's like leveling up. You start off with the, with the store-bought fish oil, the diluted and not powerful stuff. Then you move on to the fish oil from the good guys at InfoWars store. Then you move on to fish oil's badass older brother, krill oil. And you see what the power of nature can truly do with that we go out to your phone calls and we thank you all for going to infowarsstore.com we could not do it without you jay in alabama wants to talk about the proud boys being locked up what's your take on this jay you're on the air good morning mr smith good morning um i saw it the other day a program and they were talking about how julian assange has been locked up the country that had this other individual locked up they were calling uh, america hypocrites for looking into their business about holding hostages. I don't know who, if it was Russia yeah, it was, it was or not. Azure, it was Azerbaijan. We played the clip on Tuesday, I believe. Wednesday, yeah. maybe, yeah. So what I'm getting at is, you know, enough with this Donald. And listen, I voted for him twice, and I'd vote, I'd vote for him again. But, but enough with Donald Trump and the respect that he, he's not the savior. The only person that's going to help these proud boys out of the prison are the people in, of America. And the people of America, a lot of them, they have... They, they can get their hand on different ordinances, go over to these gosh darn jails and blow a hole in them and release them and, and, and have them put on trial, a, a real trial by the American people in, in a state that, that, that actually respects the Constitution. 
I'm getting a lot fed up with hurry up and waiting. I mean, and I think a lot of people are getting tired of the hurry up and waiting to, to get these people released for the, when they constitutionally have every right to not be in jail. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't be in jail. It's ridiculous. Well, I, I agree with Everybody you. I'm, I'm, definitely, I'm definitely not calling for people to take uh, explosives to jails and break them out, although I do fantasize sometimes. I mean, there's a story from the Texas Revolution, uh, William Barrett Travis. I believe it was William Barrett Travis, commander at the Alamo, but before he was there, he was uh, in a town down south where he was arrested by a Mexican commandant down there, a military authority in Mexico, and they threw him in prison. And that's exactly what happened. His friends got together. Tied some ropes around the jail door, tied him to their horse's saddle and ripped the door off and got the guy out. And it's like I remember thinking when when Roger Stone was first arrested, just being like, this is so unfair. If this was the old West, man, you'd just get a posse together, just break them out. Just go, yeah, try that again, see what happens. I mean, it, it's I, I get it. I I generally agree with you. I don't understand. Again, it's like uh we have a we have a long road to hoe ahead of us. We still have a long war to fight. We're not going to undo decade upon decade of systemic infiltration in just a year or two. And again, I'm, I'm always kind of baffled at the idea that by supporting Donald Trump, that means you somehow think of him as a savior and you think he's going to solve everything. How about we both get active, we protest, we get involved, we get organized, we vote for people on the local level that are good, on the state level that are good, and we support good national level leaders without somehow consigning them to savior status and act like they're going to fix everything. I'm not sure whoever made that claim, but lots of people like to uh, argue against a claim that I've never made and I don't think anybody's ever made. But thank you for that call, Jay. Let's go to Patriot Rep in Ohio. I want to talk about January 6th prisoners. Thanks for calling in. Patriot Rep, you're on the air. Yeah, I'll thank you, Harrison, for having me on, man. I'll try to make it uh, quick and sweet. I want to say I love the glasses, man. i got to give me a pair of those light-up glasses. Oh, the light-up um, ones, yeah. <laughs> um, I do. I tell everybody, make sure that you support the InfoWars, man. i got a lot of your products. Um, believe it or not, i got some of the liberals to buy it, too. Man. Well, they bought it. Not knowing it was from you, but they're taking it, you know. Um, no, hey, look, that's but, that's honestly like the best way to do it. I've, I've told the story many times. Well, a lot of times in my life, I've been at a party talking to some liberal chick, you know, just clearly super liberal. But like we connect on the whole like, hey, there's poison in the water. GMOs are bad. There's you know, like all this stuff. Like this is not something that's political and it shouldn't be political. They're poisoning all of humanity. It has nothing to do with your race, your politics or anything. You should be protecting yourself from this and you should be wanting to eat healthily. And it's something that I've had great conversations with people who politically I'm on the complete opposite realm, but we both understand the threat of uh, the lack of nutrition in everyday diet. And, uh, you know, it's always funny when they're like, oh, you know a lot about this. I'm like, well, the company I work for sells a lot of supplements and things. Oh, what's the company called? I'm like, uh, you, ever heard of, you ever heard of Alex Jones? You ever heard of InfoWars? Or like going to, you know, again, a, a friend's girlfriend's house. And, uh, you know, she's kind of a liberal hippie chick. And, um, but there sitting on the counter is an Alexa uh, Pure water filter. And in the corner is the Alexa Pure Breeze air filter. And it's like, it's like, oh, okay, we're going to get along. You and I are going to get along. Uh, 
from now on because clearly you have good taste in products. So yeah, they don't need to know where it comes from, folks. Your liberal cousins, your liberal aunt and uncle, they will be ecstatic at a high-quality air or water filter. You don't have to tell them where they got it, but you'll know. Uh, Thanks for that endorsement, uh, Patriot Rep. But l- let me know what you think about what's going on with the Proud Boys and the January 6th prisoners. I think, uh, I think the last caller was right, man. I think that we um, – I don't know if, if our government is, is in a position to um, restore the republic. I think there's going to be the people, we the people, that's going to have to do it. I know you guys are banned on everywhere you go. That's why you put out the Mad Max TV, all that. Um, but anybody could always find your link on my website as well, patriotrep.com. We spoke before. I'm running for Congress in 2024 out of Ohio. Um, but they could find your link right through my campaign site, patriotrep.com. But I think we need to network, get just get with like-minded people, and be ready for what's next. And I think people need to stand up, speak out, and get involved if you want anything to happen. We've got people sitting back waiting on a superhero. Fellas, ladies and gentlemen, we are the superheroes. Uh, you're, exactly, you're, you're exactly right. And one of the things we have to shake is almost just the mindset of having lived in a country that you could trust for so long, or seemingly, you know, people have this idea that you could trust America. I'd say America hasn't been trustworthy for the last 50 or 60 years, the government that is, but people still, it's, it's, um, normalcy biases, normalcy bias, a bias, I think is what they call it. And, you know, it's almost like, it's almost like people are, I think now increasingly people are waking up from the idea that like the system will solve we still have the the system that's worked so well for so long not anymore we don't no not if you can be charged with seditious conspiracy for a quote unspoken conspiracy in other words conspiracy they made up laid on you and then are throwing you in jail for we don't we don't own the system anymore so it's time to start acting like the resistance not the people in charge Ladies and gentlemen, this book, The Great Reset and the War for the World, is a historic book that documents the globalists in their own words plan for our future. That is a hellish future. Now, you'll be always, while they still allow books, I guess, they're starting to ban them, be able to get an unsigned copy of The Great Reset and the War for the World at bookstores, Amazon, or InfoWarsTore.com. But you will never be able to get another signed copy of the book after the signed copies we got run out. And there's about a thousand left of them right now. So get your copy of The Great Reset and The War for the World, a signed copy at InfoWarsTore.com. And there is a markup there because this is a fundraiser to keep us on the air. So you won't just have this historic memento and this powerful book. You'll also know that you help keep InfoWars on the air. I'm going to thank those of you that have gotten signed copies of the book or unsigned copies. But I want to encourage all of you who haven't yet to go to InfoWarsTore.com and get a signed copy and buy a couple of unsigned copies and donate to the library or give them to the local school. This is an InfoWar. I'm counting on you, and thank you for your support. The eugenicists over 100 years ago were very public about their plans. They financed major universities. They ran full-page stories and advertisements pushing their propaganda at the New York Times, other major newspapers. That the family as we know it is a bad thing and must be ended. And the first step in that is getting women out of the household and teaching women that cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner for my daughter, my four and a half year old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. And literally, it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family and be nurturative 
and then all sit down together and have that communal event. And that's what the system is attacking and bombarding, is our normal biological actions are coming together. They really are sick, evil, scientific cult of filth that want to domesticate us and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, folks, in the next segment, we'll be welcoming Anthony Aguero, correspondent for Real America's Voice, talking about what's going on on the ground there in El Paso and what we expect to happen once Title 42 ends and the invasion really gets going. Think when you have two million people crossing your border since Biden got into office would be invasion enough, but that's just the prelude. That's just the little drops of rain that portend a true deluge coming down the pipe. So we're very excited to talk to him. We'll take your phone calls for this segment. We'll go to we'll go to some international topics now we'll go to uh let's go to jack in wisconsin first jack all the way from the great state of wisconsin you have a comment about the drone over the kremlin i haven't seen a lot of i've seen a lot of accusations on one side and the other uh, the latest story that we found on my Substack is that a and on infowars.com is that a cia a former cia agent has said that it was likely america that helped to guide the drone uh, that would fit in with the accusations Russia's made, but Ukraine's denying it. A lot of confusion, not a lot of answers on this. What is your take on the drone over the Kremlin, Jack? Um, you know, I, I can only go by the stuff we're presented. So I'm, I, I thought it was uh, one thing that was interesting that I haven't seen talked about was uh, with the drone footage. Uh, there's like two video clips. One's a little closer. Mm-hmm. Probably seen it before. And if you go frame by frame in that footage, um, you can kind of see some like advanced technology uh, in use, in my opinion, uh, that the Kremlin has similar to their um, newest Armada tank system that I've talked to you about before, a um, trophy system or like uh, anti-drone, anti-missile system. That's uh, land-based, and I think you know U.S. and China and other countries has it have it too. Um, so you think you think this like drone was destroyed frame. destroyed by like a a laser cannon on the ground, something like that? I think it makes like a you know imagine your microwave, but imagine mm-hmm. like fifty million uh, right bolts Dir- behind direct that, directed you know, energy weapon. You make a hot pocket, you well, know, uh, in the air, and hook yeah. that up with AI and Doppler, you know, an advanced Doppler that apparently the Russian system on the Armada tank can detect between a pigeon or whatever, so it doesn't, uh, by mistake, goes off, and it's right. hitting a tank shell that's traveling way faster. So don't tell me they're not going to have that on the Kremlin, you know. And the U.S. has it, too, where they have the entire array on mega crawlers that carry the uh, space shuttle. So imagine, right. like, that type of technology. And you, if you look at closely in the video footage, you can see a frame where the drone is exploding but intact. Tell me, Harrison, how can a drone be exploding and perfectly intact? I sent it to your Twitter also. No, it's a good question. Um, I wonder if it was your post that I saw because I, I was seeing this uh, on the day that it happened. It's the uh, Pantsir S1 air defense system. It's been installed on the rooftops of several Moscow buildings. 
and I've seen, you know, it's sort of they're sort of placed and arrayed all around the building that got hit to the extent that, you know, if you draw a circle around the perimeter that these individual um, weapons systems uh, can reach, it's like a Venn diagram where right in the middle is where this drone hit. And so, uh, you know, I saw some people pointing to this and going, you know, this was embarrassing because this shows a failure of the Russian uh, defense system that they were so proud about. They announced it in January and there were stories in March of it being installed on the rooftops of uh, Moscow buildings. And yeah, apparently it did cover that building. So it may have been taken down by that sort of thing, but it is, it, I don't know, it is interesting. And again, we, we don't have any more confirmed information about that drone, just more speculation. But thank you for that, Jack. I didn't want to get to Simon in Florida before we have to go. Simon, thank you for calling in. You're on the air. Hello there, Harrison. Pleasure to speak with you again. Um, I'll be quick because I know you're coming up to the half-hour break. Yep. There's massive news in the Middle East, and the American National Security Advisor, Jake Sullivan, is being sent on what appears to be a emergency intervention. He's going to be arriving in Saudi Arabia tomorrow. What many people haven't noticed at the same time, he's going to be meeting with the National Security Advisor, not only of Saudi Arabia, but also India, a very strange place for the Indians to be meeting the Americans in Saudi Arabia, but also representatives from the United Arab Emirates. Now, just in the last couple of days, there have been enormous developments at the Shanghai Cooperation Organization Foreign Ministers Meeting in New Delhi, and also in Damascus, the capital of Syria, where a state visit of the Iranian president has been taking place. He has now done a um, finalized, a huge deal that's been negotiated over the last four weeks to integrate the railways of Syria, Iraq, and Iran and form the cross mm. for the vertical key that you and I have previously been talking about, the INSEC. And while the president of Iran was in Syria finalizing that critical infrastructure deal, the national security advisor of India, Mr. Alvi, while his foreign minister was meeting with the Russians and the Chinese and the Saudis in New Delhi, he flew to Tehran and met with this key individual, their national security advisor, Mr. Ali Shamkani, talk about finalization of the Iranian and um, Indian use of the new port of Chabahar. So there's a massive number of moving pieces. There's an emergency meeting of the um, Arab League happening this weekend. It looks like then negotiating the final draft for Syria to rejoin the Arab League. And now it's been leaked out of a meeting of the Gulf Cooperation Council that not only are several members of that joining with Iran and Saudi Arabia to the Shanghai Cooperation Organization that includes Russia and China, and is not just a trade group, but it's also a security agreement. But they're now proposing a region-wide visa like right. they have for Europe 
And I'm starting now to get inklings that the end goal for all of this Arab-Iranian peace agreement going from Tehran all the way to Casablanca in Morocco mm-hmm. is it looks like the overall deal behind all of this is conversations to form a Middle East version of the European Union, yeah. including 35 countries, and form an enormous power block to offset both China and the United States. Well, I'll tell you, I, we're, we're coming up against a break here, and I, I got to get a couple comments in. Thank you so much for all that information. Uh, I'll tell you what I know is that for a long time, the uh, method of the West in the Middle East was to keep them fragmented because the idea was if all these people got together as one force, uh, they would be too powerful. So, you know, for European hegemony, they needed to keep everybody divided. And I'll tell you, the people on the ground there, the anti-Zionist uh, coalition, they call themselves the Axis of Resistance. And forever, their goal has had has been to have one contiguous landmass from uh, Iraq all the way to South Lebanon. And they're getting Ladies it. and gentlemen, the truth, the solution is laying right there in front of you, hidden in plain view. Please listen to me in the next 60 seconds. If you go to Wikipedia, it has links to the UN Zone website where they admit the number one cause of cognitive disability in the world is iodine deficiency. The number one preventable cause of intellectual disability is lack of real pure iodine in the body as they bomb us with the bad halogens, bromine, bromide, chlorine, and so much more. Upwards of 2 billion people in a Lancet Medical Journal study in 2007, worldwide have cognitive disabilities because they don't have high-quality iodine. Most iodine is bound to other elements. You don't absorb it. We have X3, all three types of the good iodine together that supercharges your body. X3 is now back in stock at InfoWarsTore.com. It's being sold out for over six months for 25% off. X3, back in stock. Take action now. InfoWarsTore.com. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news. Today. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. InfoWarsStore.com is where you go to support us. We're connecting now with guest anthony aguero he's on the ground there in el paso i want to talk to him about some of the some of the roadblocks he's been encountering as he's covered the invasion at the southern border the latest is he was walking around filming the well we'll let him tell the story basically he was trying to get footage of all of the illegal immigrants camped on the sidewalk in el paso and uh, he was ticketed. He was ticketed. And not for filming because, I mean, it's America. You're allowed to film in public, but we'll take you for something else if you try to film. And so we'll get into uh, what exactly that's about. We have some other stories here. Again, you can go to my Substack, harrisonhillsmith.substack.com to get all the videos and all of the stories that we cover and the ones we don't get to every single day. And... Do your own research and reading to figure out whether what whether our interpretation here is accurate by your own lights. 
just saw this uh, come across Twitter. In Poland, the Monument of Gratitude to the Red Army, erected at the burial site of 500 dead Soviet soldiers, was destroyed live a few days ago. So, again, we're just a few days from, maybe it's already past Victory Day when Russia celebrates her victory over Nazi Germany. Here, the uh, petulant historical arsonists in the New World Order destroying monuments to the Soviet Union, just like they destroy monuments to Thomas Jefferson and George Washington here in the States. Make no mistake, I have no love for the Soviet Union. Not exactly a Soviet apologist here. But see, I have a, I have a continuity of beliefs, which tells me that you don't destroy history because it's convenient for your warmongering in the immediate future. These, these people are just sick, folks. There's another post from uh, President Biden. Speaker McCarthy's bill would slash funding for up to 11,000 FBI personnel, including men and women who put their lives on the line for our safety every day. <laughs> Chase Geyser responds, finally, some good news. <laughs> 11,000 FBI personnel. Gee, without them... Who would, you know, investigate devout Catholics? Who would, you know, listen in to my phone calls? 11th, putting their lives on the line. It's totally absurd. 11,000, it's a good start. It's a good start. The fact that we have 11,000 FBI agents in the first place, something that we should all be concerned about. Getting rid of 11,000 of them is at least a good start. And with that, we welcome my guest, Anthony Aguero. He's a correspondent for Real America's Voice, where he covers immigration, illegal border crossings along the Mexico-United States, human trafficking, and more. You can find him on Rumble, where he live streams. His channel is called Border Wars. You can also find him at borderwars.locals.com and on Twitter at, at, on Twitter at Aguero for Texas. Thank you so much for joining us, Mr. Aguero. Thank you for having me, Harrison. Well, I'm very happy to have you, and I, I felt like I needed to have you on because of what happened to you a few days ago where you were confronted by the El Paso police. Can you tell us the story of what happened, why you were confronted by the police, how this, this whole thing played out? Absolutely. Uh, first and foremost, El Paso is a very, very strong demo, Democrat uh, stronghold city. And so what we're witnessing out there is the police – targeting from what I feel were targeting me, uh, being the only uh, news personality out there at that time, trying to show the conditions in which these people are living in. Uh, it was late at night. There was no traffic out there. And some of those migrants are out there walking back and forth on the street. There's prostitution going on. There's drug sales. There's drug use. Uh, they're out there being rambunctious all night long. And the police officer comes after the only American citizen out there. Now, I confronted him yesterday about it, and he went and told me on camera. I actually recorded him, and he said that the reason he ticketed me and none of those other individuals is because he can actually prove residence for me, meaning since I have an ID, they can ticket me. He cannot ticket those people that do not have an ID. And so uh, far, far, further from that, uh, the guy actually has a pretty uh, checkered past himself, and 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 I, it's something. It's a dig that I'm going into, but it's opened the Pandora box where so many people have reached out, talking to me about El Paso Police Department, even uh, officers from within the El Paso Police Department. 
Oh, well, that, that's fascinating. I, I, I hope you pursue that uh, line of inquiry. So, so let me get this straight. You're out there filming. You can see in the footage, I mean, dozens, if not hundreds of people milling around. All the sidewalks are completely taken over by tents and uh, campsites. There's people walking across the street constantly. You walk across the street and up rides a bicycle cop to give you a ticket for jaywalking despite the fact that you're literally surrounded by people walking in the street, but you're the only one that gets ticketed because you're the only American citizen. So the non-American citizens, the Mexican nationals or the wherever they come from, I mean, they're coming from all over the world these days, the migrants cross the southern border. So because they're not American, they can break the law with impunity. That's basically what he told me. Uh, Now, these people that are out there are breaking city ordinance uh, the no camping ordinance that was passed by city council. And he's not ticketing not one individual who are camping out there. Some of these people actually were laying and sleeping out on the actual streets. Uh, it's, it's, it's really outrageous what's going on out here. You have elderly people. Uh, yesterday, I, I usually go out there between 11 in the morning, one in the afternoon, and then I do a transmission in the evening. Uh, I went out there yesterday, roughly around six, seven in the morning, to see what kind of dynamics, because it changes uh, throughout the day, the situation out there. So I wanted to see what was going on around six or seven. And obviously at that time, we have the elderly community who are much more active, as we all know. Elderly people wake up really early. They like to get their things done. And so I went out there and I ran to multiple elderly individuals over 80 years old people that have been living down there in segundo barrio all of their life they're telling me they no longer feel safe Uh, they are being bullied and prevented from entering their homes or coming out of their homes because these people are laid up all up on their uh, doorstep basically there is a uh, there's apartment buildings that are fairly old that are are pretty much for for the most vulnerable in 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 our community uh, these people have pre-existing conditions and they are traumatized they are traumatized of getting scared there currently is a chickenpox outbreak in this makeshift oh, camp yeah. out there uh, there's malaria being uh, uh, around out there. There's all, all sorts of infections and diseases. The city actually goes every single day. We use tax city uh, funds to be going out there every day, have everybody pick up their personal belongings, and police officers even tell them, just leave the trash here, we'll pick it up. So they pick up their belongings so that city crews can come in. And this is a crew of about 15, 20 people. And they're out there for two, three hours at a time. Instead of focusing on the whole area in in the downtown district, they're strictly zoned into that particular area. Uh, Individuals are being taken to local hospitals, housed up to 60 days on end. And the hospitals are even paying Airbnb and hotel rooms for aftercare alongside with the medication that is bought and paid for by taxpayer dollars. Man, when you really start unpeeling this onion, I mean, it just shows you how many layers there are that I don't even consider that you're bringing up. I mean, the health risks, the elderly people that are there that may be more more vulnerable to some of these uh, health risks, chickenpox, malaria, that sort of thing. The just uh, intimidation that these people are facing. Obviously, El Paso is now in an emergency situation. I mean, they've declared an emergency. 
But what does that mean? I guess that just means they're they're picking up after these people. Then they sleep on the sidewalk. So you have to walk onto the street to get around them. And then when you walk onto the street to get around the people sleeping on the sidewalk, you get ticketed for jaywalking by a cop who tells you, I'm ticketing you because you're an American citizen. The non-Americans get to run roughshod over our laws. Unbelievable, but we're just getting started. More with Anthony Aguero on the other side. I have been in a 28-year marathon battle with a globalist. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalist at point blank range in the information war. But I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had this success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new world order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. Please give me one minute of your time. Please write this down and please go look this up. It will change your life. The UN admits and the Lancet Medical Journal admits that upwards of 2 billion people have mental disabilities and declining cognitive abilities. The term they use is intellectual disability because of lack of iodine. Most iodine in the environment is bound to other elements so your body can't absorb it. Only pure iodine can really be absorbed right into the cells. And InfoWarsStore.com has the only iodine out there that actually has this type of full effect. Ladies and gentlemen, X3 has been sold out for six months. It's very hard to produce, and it's finally back in stock. In fact, I was just taking some before I shot this ad. This, ladies and gentlemen, is powerful. You and your family need it. It's 25% off back in stock. X3, try iodine exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com. Take action now, but regardless, research this info. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, ladies and gentlemen, my guest is Anthony Aguero, correspondent for Real America's Voice. He covers immigration, illegal border border crossings along the U.S.-Mexico border, human trafficking, and all that is involved in that operation. You can find him on Rumble where he live streams at Border Wars borderwars.locals.com or on Twitter at Aguero for Texas. Now you were telling me during the break that there are three sort of dynamics at play here, three different, I guess, categories of immigrants. Can you run those, uh, run through those for me again? So what are the, what are the three categories of immigrants that you're seeing on the streets in El Paso? That's right. There are three components to all of this and what we're seeing out here. You have the individuals that you see massive groups all plopped down next to the river uh, awaiting for Border Patrol bus or buses transportation to to pick them up and get processed. Mm. You have the people that are coming in through the legal port of entries through the application CBP-1 in which they have an actual date and time to show up at these port of entries. And then you have uh, an area, a much more rural area called the Gap. Uh, the gap is uh, uh, a location between El Paso and Salem Park, right next to what they call Monument One, 
where the we build the wall structure ends. Uh, there is no wall all the way into Sunland Park. So the majority of the people that we are seeing currently outside of the church right now are people that have crossed illegally, completely undetected without being processed by CBP or Border Patrol. They know very well how to cross through there because it's a pretty uh, uh, open, it's a very, very wide open area and the terrain makes it very hard for Border Patrol to apprehend. That is one of the locations that I was telling you about. Uh, that particular location, Border Patrol is coming in consistently picking up uh, 60 at a time or sometimes 120 if they have two buses and but but however on the other side you have these people that are coming in and reuniting with migrants that have been processed from this particular area the migrants that crossed undetected are reuniting with these migrants outside of the church in hopes of blending in uh, uh, for and not be detected by border patrol or CVP now I have by a very good source inside of the local border patrol that massive sweeps are set to start taking place here in the next day or so as these migrants are asleep currently they are confined to uh, a radius of about four to six city blocks but as of uh, maybe about an hour ago it was just confirmed to me that there are now over 2500 homeless illegal aliens out in the streets of el paso you can only imagine the smell and the stench of all of the feces and all of the urine out there. Uh, the local homeowners or, 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 or tenants from these apartment buildings tell me that their apartment completely just reeks like feces. I cannot imagine that it is healthy for anybody to be breathing in all of those fumes of all of the feces of everybody defecating out on the streets in such manner. Oh, my God. No, it's it's just... It's just unbelievable. I mean, the idea that an American city is four to six city blocks packed, jammed with foreign nationals just camping, just just sitting out and sleeping on the streets, just occupying an American city. It would it would only make sense if like just across the border, a volcano had just erupted and everybody was storming, just trying to get out of the way. Right. I mean, that's the way that it's presented sort of in the mainstream media is it's an emergency. These are asylum seekers. But there's no war south of the border. There's no big conflict that they're all fleeing from and need temporary shelter. I mean, this is just a full scale invasion. Now, I asked you this during the, uh, the break, but just for our audience, are these mostly Mexican nationals or are you seeing people from various nationalities in El Paso? Surprisingly enough, there are no Mexicans with any of these crowds. Mexicans do not qualify for any kind of uh, assistance or asylum. So there are no Mexicans out there. Then not about 95% of the people that we see on the footage are all Venezuelan, uh, mixed in with some people from Guatemala and a few stragglers from Haiti. Uh, but for the most part, 95% of these people are from Venezuela, uh, and even a, a, a bigger number of them are all military age males. As you can right. see, very little amount of them are actually females. And, uh, I, like I said, the stench out there is just unbearable. Uh, yesterday I had to stand up for an elderly woman that was trying to walk right through this sidewalk. As I started telling some of these migrants to move. Uh, they began surrounding me, started clapping really hard as if I was like they were just mocking me and they started surrounding me. And, and I had to call law enforcement to come and defuse the situation. Uh, it's just it's just it's not a thing. It's not a safe 
place for our most vulnerable. If we cannot stand up for the most vulnerable, which is our children and the elderly, the United States has no moral foot to stand on. This is ridiculous, and it is despicable that local officials know that this is ongoing and they're turning a blind eye to a, to American citizens. They are completely disregarding tax-paying citizens, and some of these individuals are on fixed income. Their, their rents are going up. They can't afford to live out there, and now they're having to deal with this crisis of migrants on their doorstep, harassing them, not allowing them to sleep at night because they are out there being rambunctious with their loud music, causing chaos, uh, drug use, prostitution is running rampant out there. Uh, the Venezuelan migrant women are using uh, text messaging apps such as WhatsApp to, to kind of uh, prostitute themselves out to locals here in El Paso. You see cars pulling up, they jump in. Uh, a little while later, they get dropped off. It's just unbelievable what we are witnessing. I've been covering the border extensively a little over five years, and I've never seen anything quite like this. And the craziest part of all of this is that Title 42 hasn't ended yet. So this is all just the prelude to the real deluge to come, to the real flood that's about to open as the floodgates open uh, with Title 42. Of course, you know, whether – I mean obviously these people aren't being – sent back, right? I mean, none of these, the three groups you, you laid out, right? The people who turn themselves in, the people who have appointments to come in because they've used the, the app or whatever application to, to get in. And then the people who are, they would say gotaways or, or people who just snuck through uh, undetected. These are the three categories, but none of those categories are being deported, right? I mean, you're not seeing deportions, uh, deportations go on, are you? So prior to this last week, uh, some individuals had been deported up to three times. Yesterday, I spoke with several, several males who were telling me, I've been deported three times. This fourth time that I crossed, I got apprehended. They gave me my paperwork and released me. And so they are not deporting nobody, absolutely, right now. Pretty much the only ones that are getting deported are Mexican nationals. Everybody else is welcome to come in. And whether you've been previously deported once, twice, three, four times, right now you cross, you're going to be basically allowed to come into the country. This is totally shocking. It's, it's shocking, I'm sorry. I mean, there, there's not enough words in the English language to really encompass what, what exactly we're seeing go on here. You said there. Right now, Right now in Ciudad Juarez, uh, there's an estimated uh, 5,000, I'm sorry, 10,000 people already amassed. By the time Title 42 uh, is set to, uh, to break off, we are looking at about 40,000 people that will be ready to come right across the border just in the El Paso sector alone. It is speculated that within the next 90 days, we are going to see over 1.5 million migrants come Jesus. to our southern border. Yeah, that that is um, – I'm literally speechless. I mean that – it's it's unimaginable. I mean the biggest cities in America are only a couple million people. So I mean this is the size of you know Houston, Texas just waiting to cross our border. So the, you said they're doing these sweeps. They're planning on doing sweeps maybe later tonight. This is just in preparation to clear the board before the real onrush I guess. 
Exactly. And see, what a lot of people still don't seem to understand is that this is all by design. Right. There is something called the Global Compact of Migration, in which before President Trump, Barack Obama dropped a hot potato on him. What do I mean by that? Just a few months before Barack Obama left office, he secretly had a meeting in New York and he signed the country without letting us know into what's called the Global Compact of Migration. A few, uh, and finally, when Trump came into office, we didn't know why all these caravans were coming. Why, when we had a president so tough on border security, why were we seeing caravans? The, 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 coin, the coin term caravan wasn't even out uh, right. uh, before, For a before long time, Trump. they were they were saying caravans they didn't exist. They were saying that's conspiracy theory from Donald Trump. Mm -hmm, exactly, and so after after President Trump, the term caravan was really coined because that's what we were getting. Barack Obama dropped a hot potato in 2017. President Trump said, "We're not renewing. We were set to renew in 2018. We did not renew." And in 2021, Joe Biden in December signed us right back into the Global Compact of Migration, and that is some. That I'm not surprised. Talks. I'm sorry we have to go to break. I wish we had longer with you. We're going to have to have you on again. It's Anthony Aguero, borderwars.locals.com, Aguero for Texas. Keep up the great work, and we're going to have to have you on again soon to find out what happens when the Title 42 ends. Thank you for joining us. There is a war on for your mind. Your mind is a battlefield. This is an information war. InfoWars popularized those terms more than two decades ago. And today, whether it's Donald Trump or Governor DeSantis or Dr. Robert Malone, they're all using the terms that InfoWars has popularized because we understand the enemy's operations and we know how to beat them. But we can't do it without funding. And we make it easy to fund with great products that empower you and your immune system and your family as well. You can also make straight donations at InfoWarsStore.com, clicking on the big red banner, a one-time or recurring. But I'm asking you to take action. We're nonviolent. But every time you donate money, every time you buy products, every time you keep us on air, you are literally, nonviolently, politically, punching the New World Order in the nose. Punching their lies in the nose. We are going to defeat the New World Order. We're going over the top. But right now is a critical juncture. So please go to InfoWarsStore.com and donate now. Donate now. Donate now.